Hello, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, the Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in Frank, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Tuesday, July 21st, 2020, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in the foreword to the second edition on page X. I-X. We will be reading and commenting on the third paragraph, which begins at the bottom of the page with, while the internal difficulties, and ends on page XX with, as time passed. Today's readers are Tamara C., Beth W., Amy G., Marge O., and Carmela G., the share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, July 20th, 2020, are 15,010. That's 15010 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. And 15,011, that's 15011 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tamara C. to read the OA 12 Steps. Good morning, Tamara C. in South Carolina, compulsive eater and restrictor. The 12 Steps of O-Readers Anonymous. Step 1, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. 2, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 3, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, 
continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Rebecca, for your service today. Thanks for yours, Tamara C. I will now ask Beth W. to read the OA 12 Traditions. Hi, good morning, everybody. This is Beth W. from North Dakota, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Rebecca, for allowing me to serve us. I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you, Beth W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, and we are in the foreword to the second edition on page XIX, 
We will be reading and commenting on the third paragraph, which begins at the bottom of the page with while the internal difficulties and ends on page XX with as time passed. I will now ask Amy G to go ahead and read that for us. Good morning, Rebecca. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. While the internal difficulties of our adolescent period were being ironed out, public acceptance of AA grew by leaps and bounds. For this, there were two principal reasons, the large numbers of recoveries and reunited homes. These made their impressions everywhere. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses. And among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. Other thousands came to a few AA meetings, and at first they decided they didn't want the program. But great numbers of these, about two out of three, began to return as time passed. Wow, there's so much in this paragraph, but let's review. We're in the second edition to the big book. Uh, came out in 1955, so AA is in its adolescent period, somewhere around 16 years old. So as we read about paragraphs ago, things were a little bit rocky. For those moms who have adolescents, we know how that can be. They were beset by all sorts of problems, but they realized that they had to hang together or die and thus birth, you know, the traditions and how important it was to keep the primary purpose, the primary purpose to carry the message to the self-suffering compulsive overeater, their common welfare over the individual, that God or HP is the ultimate authority. And things were happening. The public was noticing. There may have been internal issues going on here and there, but when we keep the focus, the primary focus, people were noticing. And in my humble opinion, I like to think they were noticing because of two things that they mentioned here, large numbers of recoveries and reunited homes. To me, step 12 is about not just about caring, getting sober and abstinent. It's about carrying the message and practicing the principles in all our affairs. So these guys weren't only getting sober, families were being reunited. You know, my family is grateful that I'm maintaining a healthy body weight but they don't care so much about that as they do about my behavior. Am I practicing these principles in all my affairs? Am I sober and same-minded? And to me, that's what was being reflected here. And people were noticing so much so, I did a little research on the Internet. You know, the American Medical Association, AMA, uh, declared alcoholism a disease in 1956. AA and this big book were having an impact. I mean, the big book itself has never been on the bestseller list, but it's one of the best-selling books of all time. It's in the Library of Congress, and it's quoted as one of the books that has shaped America. There was something happening here when they kept the primary focus the primary focus. And I just am so grateful that we have this book today with instructions. One of the beliefs for me why Vision for You is eight years old and growing by leaps and bounds with like a membership of 7,000 or whatever is because we have the revival of the instructions of these 12 steps in this big book in Overeaters Anonymous. And recovery is happening. And I have sponsees whose families are being reunited. And the other thing that stood out for me too is it's saying here, other thousands that came to AA after a few meetings first decided they didn't want the program, but they came back. 
And to me, one of the purposes of the traditions is that, you know, what is it that Rosanna says that wherever they are, there's the hand of OA that reaches out to them. You know, we all know that overeating is fraught with many for a re- is as a relapse, more so than alcoholism. And wherever someone comes back or reaches out, I want the hand of, a- of an OA meeting to be there for them when they reach out. You know, I'm going to sound like a Transformers movie here, but here we, here we go. You know, we are here and we are waiting. We are here to bring a message of depth and weight to the still-suffering compulsive overeater. And it means everything to me to know that when someone comes to this meeting, whether coming back from five years, five months, brand months, decades, or their first Overeaters Anonymous meeting, that we have a meeting here, that we have a message of depth and weight to show them that there is a way. And I just want to say that, look, if you're in relapse, come back, because we are here, and there is a message of hope, and there is a message of recovery here in Overeaters Anonymous. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. So if you'd like to share on the third paragraph that begins at the bottom of page XIX in the big book, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Tina S. Tina S or S? S is in Sam. Gotcha, thanks. Is it Harlan G? Yep. Gotcha, Harlan. Okay, Tina S. and Harlan G. Tina S., go right ahead. Thanks so much, Rebecca. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. Wow, yeah, what a great paragraph, and what a, what a wonderful share. You know, and initially when I read this paragraph, and I know it talks about the adolescent phase, and, you know, the good news is the, is the 12 traditions that, you know, holds our groups together for one primary purpose. But, you know, what I, what I get out of this is, is the statistics from back in the 50s are so totally different than they are today. You know, alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25 sobered up after some relapse. And, and among the remainder, those who stayed on showed improvement. You know, and that is what a wonderful thing. You know, I think that people come, that come to, the, to the rooms and uh, really want this thing, you know, and then eventually do it, and then they get sober and stay sober. And, you know, today I think, you know, the reason for a lot of that is, you know, we are so, and I don't even know how to put it other than to say that, you know, it's kind of over the, the past decade or so, you know, this is like the new thing. Recovery is like the new fad per se. And, you know, some people just come here to try it out. And, and, and those that do at least have the seed planted. I love that that was shared, you know, and, and I also love that it was shared in the 12 step that, you know, we, we're here to carry this message. You know, once we have recovered and have this transformation, we cannot keep it and, and and stay sober you know we have to give it away and you know the good news about that is by the time I get to the 12 step I want to give this thing away I want people to have what I have been so freely given and and how do I go about doing that 
you know. But again, you know, the, the statistics are so different. And so, I, you know, I think it's my responsibility as a recovered member of Overeaters Anonymous is to, you know, really take the message, carry the message, and how it was so freely given to me so that others can have what I found in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. And, you know, you know, not just the fellowship for sure, because, you know, the transformation for me comes about through the 12 steps, but the fellowship is phenomenal. You know, people who would normally not mix. So today that I have a family of how many on even just this meeting, you know, and, um, well, what a, you know, I'm really looking forward to hear when it has to be shared, but, you know, some great stuff. And uh, have, a, have a great day, and I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Tina S. Harlan G. Thank you very much, and thank you to Team Tuesday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in sweltering Scottsdale, Arizona. This paragraph is one that I talk about whenever I do a lead. Whenever I speak, I speak of this paragraph because this paragraph has a very profound effect on me. And when I look at these numbers, I look at these statistics, 100 people came in and 50% of them got sober at once, remained that way, 25 sobered up after some relapses. And among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. And I look at that and I've been a delegate to the World Convention in, in the World Service Convention in Albuquerque twice. I was there and the numbers are staggeringly different. The numbers in OA today are very different than when I came in. When I came in, there was a, in 1979, there was 160,000 members of OA worldwide. And today, we're down to about 60, 70,000 people. Where did the other people go? Well, some of them went the way of the schisms the different 12-step programs that deal with food. But one of the things that is so horrible to see all the time is so many meetings where there is no recovery, and that just breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart. I get calls from people all the time. Uh, This is before COVID. This is before the pandemic, and they would say to me, Uh, If it wasn't for vision, I don't know what I would have done because I go to the same meeting and there's three, four people there and none of them are in recovery. Well, what's the difference? What happened? We started to get away from what worked. We started to water down what was very highly effective. We were making a fruit salad and we started throwing in chewing gum and we started throwing in chicken and we started throwing in God knows what and we started throwing things into a fruit salad that didn't belong there and we need in my opinion for me anyway to get back to a simple message of OA a simple big book message works for me maybe the big book doesn't work for everybody that's great that's fantastic but if if Whatever literature, whatever method, you know, it says in this book, we have no monopoly on God. If somebody works the program another way, God bless them. That's fantastic. 
but we need to get back to higher numbers of recovery. And the more we can do that, the more easily we're going to grow. This is the easier, softer way. Recovery is the easier, softer way. And to be released from that desire to eat compulsively and to be released happily is the greatest miracle that I have ever witnessed in my entire life. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Harlan G. So uh, anybody else want to share on this third paragraph at the bottom of XIX? Hi, this is Ramona A. Ramona A. Anita L. Carolyn A. Marge O. Again? Wait one second. Carol. Carolyn A or H? H Got it. And then I heard Marge O. Wait one sec. Who, who was that last one? Layla Y. Is it Mela with an M as in Mary? No, Layla with an L. Oh, Layla. Gotcha. Layla Y. Okay. And did I miss an, a voice? Christina J. Christina J. I'll tell you who I wrote down, and if I didn't hear your voice, let me know. Ramona A., Anita L., Carolyn H., Marge O., Layla Y., and Christina J. Did I miss anyone? Okay. Ramona A., then go right ahead. Hi, everyone. This is Ramona A., recovered in Vermont, and I am grateful beyond words for the Overeaters Anonymous. You know, I came in many, many years ago, like 1990, I think, and had pretty good recovery at that point in time for about five years. And then I got involved in something else, you know, in a business. And, um, gee, that took so much of my time. I didn't have time for meetings anymore. And soon I didn't have time for, you know, any of the parts of OA. And soon the food came back, you know, and it just, um, I ended up with a seven-year relapse that was, uh, where I gained more weight, and ended up with more weight than I had ever been before. And yet, and so I felt ashamed. I felt really, really, you know, how can I go back? You know, how can I go back? Those same people are going to look at me and, and uh, you know, I'll just be humiliated. So I tried other things. Uh, You know, I tried the commercial products. I tried different diets. I tried many things. And finally, I just had to say, you know, the only thing that works is OA for me. And when I went back, the rooms were there. The people were still there. People were welcoming. And there wasn't any kind of the humiliation that I had thought. You know, people would just welcome me, and the program was there, and I could get abstinent, and then I could grow, I could go through the steps, I could find a sponsor or sponsors, and it just grew from that to the point where I am now, you know, and I don't ever want to leave, you know, and and I want to help other people come into the program, I want to help other people find what I've found, and they're just... um, there just isn't another substitute for this. Uh, you know, this, for real recovery from this illness, 
this is all there is. So thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Ramona A. Anita L. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia, recovered today. And um, I hesitate to say recovered only because I have felt that I've been recovered in the past. So I usually like to say I'm living with the sunlight of my spirit and my soul. I'm living in the solution today. And um, I would like to say that we're very lucky in Philadelphia because there are many healthy meetings in in the Philadelphia area, especially uh, I go to meetings from the Philadelphia area intergroup. And there are many of us who do listen to this meeting. And we have brought back the message. And I think that we have been able over the last several years to change the tone of the meeting. And you rarely hear people uh, in the food or, you know, like going into a whole saga type of thing instead of carrying the message. And um, I think that that's wonderful. I'm, I'm really happy for our area even though I was in inner group many, many years ago, and there were over just over 50 meetings in the Philadelphia area, and now I think there may be like, I don't know, 38 or 40-something. But so, it, you know, the, the, it has dwindled, but the message is strong in a lot of the meetings. And... Um, For me, I think, relating into this paragraph, that I may be one of the 25% because I have relapsed many times. However, I can say that today I am one of the miracles because God has picked me up from the scrap heap, from the bottom of the barrel, and has brought me to that fourth dimension, a life beyond my wildest dreams. And I'm not saying that out of ego. I'm saying it out of fact because I am feeling neutrality with food today, which is a miracle. If you would have known what I was like, the massive amounts of sugar I was eating before this relapse, you wouldn't have thought it would be possible. And, you know, I think one of the secrets is I kept coming back. I've been um, in OA for over four decades, and I just always kept coming back because just like what was shared, thank you, I knew this was the only answer because I am an addict. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Anita L. Carolyn H., Carolyn H., we don't hear you. Press star one to unmute. I'm sorry. I'm having problems. Okay. Oh, I hear you now, Carolyn. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Carolyn, uh, compulsive overeater from Georgia, thank you for your service. 
I uh, this part, this par- the paragraph that was read uh, really spoke to me because I um, the OA group they never the people they never gave up they kept going forward and uh, as a as a young child or a teenager you know you may have different problems and so that's uh, that okay OA reminded me of that in that uh, sense. But uh, for me, uh, I've been struggling with the food. I'm abstinent today. I've been abstinent for a little while now, and uh, I'm thankful for that. But uh, I would never, ever give up, and that's why I have to, you know, keep trying and keep going forward. And I'm thankful that uh, Vision for You is out there, AA, and it is helping me so much. I'm on the call uh, every every day, uh, and I'm just so 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 thankful. And um, so, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn H. While Marge O is unmuting, I'll just let everybody know if you got on late that we read at the bottom of page XX in the forward to the second edition. It be, I mean, XIX, it began with, while the internal difficulties, one paragraph. Marge O. Good morning. Thank you very much. This is Marge O, recovered in Walpole, Massachusetts, and thanking you for the opportunity. I wanted to speak to this sentence here, that the, the group had grown, but, but some of the, re, the two, two of the main reasons... And one of them was to be the, in the United Homes. And I thought, United Homes, you know, that's what basically happened to me. It seemed like we were, I was so distanced from the people that I was living with, mainly my husband and my children, because I was into the food for so long. And I was so distracted by it and so emotionally f- frozen because what I really cared about was eating the food. And when I came to my first meeting, I was a half hour late, my first physical meeting. And I still knew in that room with that speaker, there was something for me in that room because it was an entirely different atmosphere than any of the diet clubs I had ever gone to. And I had gone to many. Or, and, and, you know, to, to get a piece of paper that had a, a, a food plan and the encouragement to go to a nutritionist. But if I followed this food plan certainly my food problems would be in better shape than they were when I came in. And I didn't understand the lingo, but I certainly understood that this was a group that had a whole different focus because it wasn't just about dieting. And I got that from my first meeting on. So I think that, um, you know, the traditions are so keenly important. I have a vivid imagination. I often think about what it was really like when they were having a business meeting and trying to discuss <laughs> how to put the traditions, <clears throat> you know, what they should be and what they can't be and how strong an opinion we can have sometimes when we really think we're right or we really think it has to be this way. So I can just I, I, I chuckle to myself sometimes when I think about that. But thank God we had those people that were willing to stick with it and let us come to OA or AA or any of the 12-step programs and just be who we are in the room 
and help each other recover and enjoy being recovered. It isn't a trial for me to come to the meeting every morning. It's a blessing, and it's something I want to do. It isn't something I have to do anymore. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Marjo. Layla, why? Uh, thank you so much. Uh, yes. Hi. There you thank are. you so much right for ahead. leaving the meeting. This is Layla recovering um, with 38 days, and I'm very blessed, and it was really good to hear the reading, and I'm going through the big book with uh, my sponsor, and uh, I've, I'm actually very overwhelmed uh, with the people at Vision. I left my number as a newcomer, and my phone stopped blowing up. It reminded me of the fellowship. Um, you know, this program is based on um, the big book, the tradition, and the fellowship, you know, and uh, reading about the coming to age with, um, you know, just being a teenager, what the book talked about. Um, I thought about my me being a teenager. Uh, I was always called the skinny <laughs> teenager who was very awkward um, and uh, and it just reminded me like I didn't eat very much. We had three meals a day. Um, we never actually had dinner. We, I grew up in Kenya. The big meal was lunch and uh, dinner was always just tea and a, you know, a toast um, and that was it on a piece of fruit. You know, um, but of course, living in America for 20 years, things change, and just realizing how much sugar and everything it has, you know. Um, and I, and I, you know, I'm just like, I can do this, you know. I did it when I was a teenager, you know, ate three meals a day, and not snacking in between it, you know, and made the meals for the family, you know. Um, so I'm just really grateful and just want to let the newcomers know, you know, we can do this one day at a time. I had the pleasure of picking up something for the kids yesterday from a shop, you know, round. It has flowers and it has cheese, you know. They had their dinner. They had two slices. I had no desire at all to pick on it. And I'm so grateful because reading the forward edition was like obsession and God to remove this obsession, you know, so, so I'm just really grateful. Like, I had no desire to eat that thing. I didn't grow up eating it, you know, why shall I eat it anyway? So thank you so much. Thank you, Layla Y. Christina J., you're next, and then I'll be taking more names of people who would like to share. Go ahead, Christina J. Thank you. Thank you for your service this morning and everyone on the line. Um, yeah, see here. These made their impressions everywhere. The large number of recoveries in United Homes. Uh, why? For me. Because I kept coming back because there was hope. Relapse after relapse, I knew that you all had recovery. Many of you had recovery. And I heard the word relapse in the rooms, and it gave me the humble attitude to come back, crawling on my knees once again, realizing that this is where God wanted me. Now, what brought me to this, what finally brought me to my last relapse was pain. Uh, And what is the relapse mentality? 
that kept bringing me back. Well, I got I got through it before. I can I can get back again. Uh, I don't think so. You know, there's go, there's going to be a time when my health is so bad that I can't come back. I know many stories of people who have their health gone so bad that even if they got clean, they're still going to have to live with horrific health consequences for the rest of their lives. Now, I have a couple of those. They're not horrific, but I have to live with them and deal with them. And I still went back to the food. Pain, that kind of pain, that kind of stuff isn't going to stop me. Death wouldn't even stop me. So what finally stopped me is I don't want to live this way anymore. My life is being stolen from me. Relapse after relapse, I have to try to crawl back again, and each one gets worse. Each crawling back to God, to that connection that I've had. I've touched that sunlight of the Spirit, and it's there waiting for us. But the food is in the way, and uh, the emotional crap is in the way. And where can we, where is, this is a program that brings us to healing, to beautiful healing within, not just the body. The body, we got to have good health. I mean, it's horrible to live in bad health and try to have any kind of sanity. But the emotional recovery is what is here for us. Um, so they came back. 25 sobered up after some relapses. Yeah, some of us have to be have that mallet come down and hit us on the head a few times. And um, the more ones that stayed, now why did they stay? Because there was hope. Again, hope in the rooms. They might sit there forever, but there was hope. And thousands came to a few AA meetings, decided they didn't want it, but great numbers came back because what else is out there? I'm telling you, there's nothing. I've been, I've done many spiritual programs, and they're great, but they don't give me a program of action and accountability. Oh, yes, go meditate, go sit on a mountain, go be kind to people, but where is the, the actual toolkit? This book has the toolkit that brings me to recovery. This is why we come back, or at least this is why I came back. And I don't really care about all this stuff getting ironed out with with bickering and all that, that's just something that's going to pass. God's going to take care of that. I got recovery to do, and I've got people to help out there that are suffering. I don't have time for all that BS. So, um, but I get my, you know, I get my buttons pushed, and I got to overcome it, and that's great because that's grist for the mill, grist for my mill. God's showing me where I'm still being an a-hole. Time. So anyway, I'm so grateful. I'm going to pass. There's so, I'm so grateful for this program. Thank you all for bringing this to us and making it come alive and showing us how we can do this and have hope. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Christina J. I got a little catch in my throat there <laughs> as I was saying the word time. So, um, again, this is Rebecca F. I'm your moderator this morning, and we are in the big book. We read one paragraph beginning at the bottom of page XIX that starts with while the internal difficulties and we have room for about five more shares. Who would like some? Ross with a J. Loretta H. Wait one second. Okay, wait one second. I heard Russ M. I'm going to jump down and put Loretta H. But in between, who was that? Jaina with a J. Jaina, thank you. And your initials? M. Jaina M., I think it is. And then did yeah. I hear a Katie? Judy K. Oh, Judy K. Okay. Melissa G. Mm, two names at once. Uh, Shannon. Okay, wait one second. Was it Andrew? Pedro. P-E-D-R-O. Oh, Pedro. 
Pedro. Pedro, yes. Okay, Pedro and B. the first initial, B? Uh, B, like in boy. You got it. Okay, and the other name, we'll see if there's time. Shannon P. Oh, yeah, Shannon P. <laughs> okay, if I missed someone, I'm sorry, but I think we are full up now with Russ M., Jaina M., Loretta H., Judy K., Pedro B., and maybe Shannon P. Go right ahead, Russ M. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, family. Russ M., Recover Compulsive Overeater. So, man, are these words packed? These are so great. You know, and honestly, I, I hardly ever went through them. I'm so glad that we're going through them. And you see these growing pains, and you see what they're, what, uh, you know, what the forefathers went through. And, and you know, I'm sitting here in, in, in a parking lot of my office, and I'm thinking, like, where the hell was I three years ago? Now, y'all heard the story, right? Whether an idiot and a mess and a failure and all that jazz. But it's only because of these growing pains. And people keeping it real. And not watering down the message for me. No, I was fed this message. I was given and this message. I was 12-stepped. With No corners were cut. People were were frank with me. And still today, my fellows are frank with me. They don't water down this message. And when I hear that in the, in the you know the first shares that you know we had 160,000 members now we got about 67,000 members, you know that's where you know a little bit of my pride gets in there, and I protect this program. I protect the the beauty authenticity of this program. You know we could tell ourselves whatever. I know if I veer from this book. And the traditions and the way it's set up, I'm going to be a failure again. I'm going to lose everything. And the reason why we got over 7G, 7,000 people on this line, in this group, in this fellowship, is because this this, this message is not watered down. And that's what I love about this meeting. That, you know, it's just beautiful. And, you know, I know I have sponsees. That you know, your double winners they call them, right? In in AA, AA doesn't even keep it to the book anymore, and it, it's sad. I'm not trying to be a snob. I'm not trying to be. I know, but for the grace of God, I, I, I have nothing. But just like I owe to, to share the message, you know, like my 12 step, I owe to protect this program because it's given me my life back, and that's why I'm a stickler. You guys have a beautiful day. I love you. With time to spare, Russ M., thank you. Jaina M. And this is Jaina with a J.M. from Michigan. Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for everyone's service that makes this possible. I uh, am a retired math teacher, and so when I see the percentages and the numbers, I get really excited. And the 50% that get got immediately sober, that is not me. And I just want to encourage anybody out there that feels like they're in the 25% or the other category. Um, I, for years, for years, I've had 
periods of abstinence and then a crisis, a health crisis would come up and I would try, I would take my comfort in food. I would forget. And um, then the last part, the last percentage says, even those that lived in relapse were getting better and improving. That is so full of hope because I was there and back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, I just believe that just because it takes longer, it doesn't mean we've failed. There's a reason. And we get to, God brings us to where we need to be finally. If we don't leave, never give up. Never give up. Persistence is the key, was the key for me. Persistence. And I just wanted to leave that hope. Thank you for letting me share. Jaina with the J from um, uh, from Michigan. Thank you. Thanks, Jaina with the J from Michigan. Also with time on the clock, I think, Shannon, you will have a chance to share. Loretta H., go right ahead. Good morning, Rebecca, and good morning to everybody who puts this healthy meeting together. This is Loretta H., compulsive overeater, anorexic, with God's grace, absent for today, and recovered for today. Um, The adolescent period, um, grace out of darkness. I'm in my twilight years, and but I'm still in adolescence when it comes to being a recovered fellow for today, and I am so grateful because I stumble every day. I stumbled yesterday, not in the food. I've been with God's grace and grace out of darkness, out of that um, emotional, um, tragic, spiritual roller coaster, but I do still have um, a life today that sometimes I stumble in, and only because of this program, only because of the unity, only because of this healthy meeting in the morning that I get to listen to. And basically, the period of reconstruction, I wake up, hopefully surrendered, and then again, I start my day, uncover, discover, and discard it because of the steps and the traditions. And the traditions have been so valuable in my life because they it helped me in my home mostly. And um, as I said, I'm in the twilight of my years, and um, my husband has some health issues. And I'm using Tradition 7 right now because of that, because I have to learn to basically be self-supporting through my own contributions. And um, it's a great program because every day I can wake up and be taught something else, even though I'm really old. But this program actually is um, a design for living that I couldn't do today without the steps and without the traditions and also the concepts. And because of that, I get to carry the message to other people um, because I do really try to honestly carry this message in all my affairs. And I'm so grateful that I am the mess at times, 
but today, because of the steps and the traditions, I can carry this message. And uh, God has been good to me, and I thank you, Rebecca, and everybody on this healthy meeting, because without you, I wouldn't be here. So thank you, have a blessed day, and stay safe. Thank you, Loretta H. Also, less than three minutes, Judy K. Hi, thank you, Rebecca. Can I be heard? Yes. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Rebecca and everyone else on the line. Thank you so much for being here. So, going back in and out and in and out, how about since 1978 and the first time coming into the program, um, there really was some big book work. I had assignments to do, to read, and to answer questions. And I said, who needs this? I'm out of school. <laughs> um, I didn't really believe it was a disease uh, of the body. I never believed that. I believed it was insanity. And over the years, in and out and in and out, the neighbor had dragged me the first time, an eating disorder unit pushed me into a meeting in the 1990s, in and out and in and out. Finally, finally, I started Big Book Study. And the depth and weight of what is in this text is amazing, just absolutely amazing. And most recently, uh, I found my abstinence by being on vision for you. That's how I found abstinence. And I hated the word abstinence. I thought it was crazy. And boy, by the grace of God, the food doesn't call. As a matter of fact, I have sponsees now, and one of them, in speaking with her yesterday, said, She's, she's approaching sponsoring herself now. She said, isn't it interesting that we don't talk about food anymore? <sighs> that is amazing. It's just amazing. And another sponsor has me speaking on a Zoom local meeting. I, I just feel so recovered. And that's amazing. I never thought in my wildest dreams that I'd be recovered from the insanity and from the the physical part, I never thought it would ha- ever happen. Um, so I want to thank the writers of the big book. I want to thank God who inspired it. I want to thank God who brought me to meetings and God who has cleared a path for me to recovery. And the only way that we get to keep this is by is by giving back, by sponsoring others and carrying the message. And I thank God for this opportunity, and I thank you all for listening. With that, I'll pass. Well, thank you, Judy Kay. Boy, we're doing good. Pedro B., um, uh, three minutes, or maybe if it's a little less, Shannon, we'll have two or a little more. Go ahead, Pedro B. Good morning, everybody. Uh, can you, Can I be heard? Yes. Good morning, Pedro. Good morning. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, what a, a beautiful, excellent meeting. Uh, I'm really uh, thankful to be part of it. Um, wow. Uh, you know, I am really thankful for uh, where I'm at today. You know, this uh, this process from you know my history with uh, food and my history with alcohol 
you know, my whole life, you know, and, and uh, um, I had uh, a, such a beautiful day yesterday. Uh, I felt like I never felt before, you know, and uh, uh, I am really, uh, well, um, you know, so many people have helped me, you know, uh, in uh, Vision for You. Uh, the help that I'm getting here is uh, beyond my understanding. You know, uh, the power that uh, is in here is incredible, and um, and I just want to say that uh, Vision for You is my home group, and that uh, my afternoon, uh, this afternoon that I've been abstaining from sugar, flour, and fried foods since March 22nd, and um, I want to welcome the newcomers. Uh, the message is loud and clear. There's hope here. There's recovery here. Um, Pedro, did you get knocked off? All of a sudden, we don't hear you. Try star one to unmute again, maybe. Hmm. We lost Pedro B, and with a couple minutes left, we're going to transition to Shannon P. Sorry about that, Pedro. Hey, guys, this is Shannon P from Greenville, South Carolina. And in the spirit of Pedro, I will say that um, I've never had a face-to-face -face meeting, so it was covid um, that I had a friend that was at my house that led an OA meeting, and that was the first time I ever heard abstinence. Um, and I ate horribly my whole life, candy and Diet Cokes, and have diabetes as a result. So even though weight's not been an issue, it truly is insane for me to eat sugar. And um, so I, I know that this is where I need to be. Um, but uh, something that, that came to mind as we were doing the reading, when we were hearing about their internal difficulties and their adolescence and what had to be ironed out, I'm sure wasn't pretty. Um, and I um, had an idea, gosh, 2004, had to that idea and um, had a technology company now. But God gave me that idea, and when I had it in 2004, I could see the end product. And so I thought, oh, this is going to be an easy journey. Um, and it didn't take long before I realized that, hmm, there's a lot here I don't know. And um, it, it took, gosh, 10 years for that idea to make a dollar, right? But when it did, it was, it was worth it. But there were lots of steps in between. But I had a mentor early on, and when I was like, how do you – do this, he said, um, if you don't quit, you can't fail. And I didn't know how I was going to do any of the 100 things times, like on steroids, that I needed to do to get there. That I knew I could not quit. Like, I can do that. And um, as I'm looking at this, I thank God that when they had those internal difficulties and they were ironing stuff out, that they didn't quit. And um, I think I'm eight days of sugar abstinence now, but I've had lots of relapses. I, I think the longest I've ever done was like 26 days since we've been in here. And um, the other day I was talking to my sponsor and beating myself up, and then I was like, 
hey, I can't fail at this if I don't quit, and if I'm not going to. And so I have, I have a lot of um, hope that I'm so grateful that this program, that the only criteria anybody has to do to be in here is just want to be better from compulsive overeating. So I know I'll always qualify, and I know that I won't quit, but it doesn't, like, so I, I thank God that it's a safe place. So that's all I have. What excellent timing. Thank you, Shannon P. And thank you, everyone who shared um, and for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Tuesday, July 21st, 2020, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 15,016. That's 15016. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Marge O. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Yes, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. Marjo from Massachusetts, recovered and grateful. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. <clears throat> we realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. And him, ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.